0: musical and the program that we're doing Um, our program is entitled he looked beyond my Faults." that's beautiful and it surely does fit all of us but we want you to remember this week while we're preparing and getting everything ready that there will be some services that will be dismissed there will be no oasis Tuesday night or Wednesday night or no Esperanza uh, Thursday night so those three nights are cleared for them to get in and practice and prepare for the programs. And then they start Friday evening, seven o'clock, and Saturday evening. And then next Sunday morning there will not be Sunday school or early service, but our programs will or the play will start at nine o'clock regular service. We're gonna have a wonderful, wonderful outpouring of God's spirit in that nine o'clock service and then another performance at eleven of the um Easter program. He looked beyond my faults. This is going to encourage people. And so you take those little cards. They're back in the back on the uh, welcome center and get some of these. Take, they have the programs listed, directions to the church. And you know, the first thing that Jesus did when he met the people after his resurrection, he told Mary when she was so thrilled to find out he was alive, she fell at his feet and she worshiped him. And he said, Mary, I want you to go and tell. She didn't let him, he didn't let her stay there and just keep praising him. He said, get up, Mary, and go and tell that I'm alive. And then when the uh, two on the road to Emmaus, they saw him and he talked to them and manifested himself. Then they went back to the city that night, almost an eight-mile an eight journey, and witnessed to the disciples that he indeed is alive. Because a lot of them didn't believe the women when they went and told. And Jesus, when he got with them then, he upbraided those disciples that didn't believe. The Bible said he upbraided them for their lack of faith and their hardness of heart. So don't get your hearts hard toward anybody. Keep your heart soft before the Lord. And that's why we have such a good worship service. When you come in and you hear the singing and you hear people rejoicing in the Lord, it feels good, doesn't it? We come in from the world this week. We're here because we're hungry to be touched by the Lord, to praise him, and to worship him. So we want all of our members and regular tenders, if you will, just be seated at this stage, uh, you, you can stand at this time, all the members and regular tenders, and leaving our uh, guests seated, and you can look around and find where our guests are and shake hands and greet them and our um, Greeters are coming down to find you and give you a packet. Please take that. Fill out the card and drop it in the offering plate as it comes around momentarily. And give somebody a God bless you. Now let's all stand, all of our one, ma- two, attenders to stand too. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Jesus said it. Jesus said it. Jesus said. He said, "Believe it. on me." Believe
3: on me. He said, "Believe on me now." Believe Jesus on me. Jesus said it. Jesus said. It. The Word of God said. It. Jesus
1: said, said. Jesus said it now. Jesus said it. Jesus said it. Jesus said your
3: Jesus said it. The word of God says it. Jesus said it. Jesus
2: said it. Jesus said it. Jesus said it it now. Jesus said it now. Out of your
3: belly. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. The church was on fire, and the Holy Ghost. So my feet keep like moving on. Lord. I've got the river, the living water. I've got the river, the living water. I've got the river, the living water. I've got the river, living water. Yeah. <laughs> we praise you, Lord.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah!
1: Oh Lord, we praise you, Lord. We exalt your name. We thank you for your son. be Jesus
2: hallelujah we pray
1: hallelujah oh hallelujah we pray
4: Jesus found his way into the Garden of Gethsemane. Before that, he had what we know as the upper room, Last Supper, with his disciples. See, Jesus knew what was to come. He knew what was ahead. He looked at them and he said, You're not going to want to forget this. And he took bread in his hand and he took the bread and when he did, he said, This bread. Is going to represent my body, which is broken for you. And he took it, the Bible says, and he broke the bread. He gave thanks and he prayed. And he told them, He says, As often as you eat this bread, you're going to remember that my body was broken for you. How many of you are thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ? And then he took the cup and he said, This. Is a covenant I'm making with you my blood this represents the blood I'll shed for you and for your sins he went and he told them as he gave thanks he looked at him right in the eyes and he said this this is my covenant with you as often as you drink this don't you ever forget what I've done for you he says for as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup said you're gonna honor me you're gonna honor my death you're gonna honor my sacrifice until I come again how many of you know there's yet again another communion service with the Lord another Last Supper where the Bible says he'll gird himself and he'll serve us and we'll have one more big huge large communion service and i tell you I don't know how we'll be able to handle it when we stand in the presence of the Lord and he he says this was a representation of my body broken for you would you hold the elements in your hand we're honoring him until he comes we're giving him honor and we're giving him a memorial we're remembering what he's did for us so today as we partake of communion we're in, we're not just following some religious sacrament or some religious symbolism some man made up somewhere Jesus himself took the bread and took the cup so as we read in Scripture now together let's remember Paul writing said for I've received from the Lord that which I passed on to you was given to me personally that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was treacherously delivered up and while his betrayal was in progress he took bread when he had given thanks he broke the bread and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this to call me affectionately to remembrance hallelujah Lord we thank you for your body that was broken for us we thank you that you were willing to be wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities we thank you that the chastisement of our peace was on you and by your stripes we are healed we honor you this morning and we give thanks similarly when supper was ended jesus took the cup also saying this cup is the new covenant ratified and established in my blood do this as oft as you drink it to call me affectionately to remembrance and they drank thankful for the blood of Jesus the remission of our sins shed on Calvary's cross that you and I might have redemption the blood of Jesus that will never lose its power The song says it reaches to the highest mountain. It dips down into the lowest valley, the blood. When we talk about the blood, we talk about the price that was paid for our salvation. How many of you are saved this morning? You got the redemption. The purchase has been made for you and for your life. Amen. Praise God. Would you now just lift up your hands with me? Let's honor him and give him glorious praise. Lord, we remember this morning and we're thankful. Lord, we hold and honor the sacrifice and the brokenness. We ask you to, Lord, be honored and blessed in this house this morning as we are grateful, as we praise and we bless your name. We give you the highest praise for you're worthy. You alone are worthy. We thank you for this. And Lord, in response, we give you not only honor, but we give you ourselves. Take all of us, Lord. We surrender. We give ourselves to you in these last days to be used as vessels of honor. God, that you would anoint us with your Holy Spirit and help us to walk as light in this world, in this present darkness and salt, to bring flavor and to bring the reality of your truth to the people who need to hear We ask that you bless us as we honor you in Jesus' name. And everyone together agreed and said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.
2: Give him praise. This is a really special week here at Stratford Heights. What you see up here is a sacrifice of praise. That we're given to the Lord. We don't do shows. We like to tell stories and share. Wednesday night in rehearsal, we could hardly get through rehearsal because the Spirit of the Lord just kept interrupting. Wasn't interrupting. He was just there. Tomorrow, the choir and the musicians and the actors and everyone will be sharing and fasting for this coming week to see souls saved. And we'd like to invite you to join in with us if you would like. year before, we saw 400 souls saved. This last year, we saw over 200 souls saved. And we want people to walk in here and experience the awesomeness of a god and a savior that would die and rise again thursday night at nine o'clock we'll be doing our final dress rehearsal we'll be ending at about nine we go back into these rooms and we have candle lit rooms and we do foot washing we're in costume It's a wonderful experience, and we would like to invite you. If you would like to come be a part of that, you're welcome to come be a part of that. It's a very special time. Lord, we love you this morning. We sense your presence, Lord. And this week and the rest of our lives, Lord, we surrender to you. Here I am.
1: Here I stand Lord my Suffer. Oh Jesus We need you to oh, be Jesus we need you oh, yes. We, praise, we, you, we, we praise you Lord We praise you Lord We praise
3: you Lord We praise you Let's oh, tell him
1: Sing that again with us Oh, my life is not my
4: own To you I belong, Jesus I give myself, I give myself
1: myself away. Oh, Lord, I give myself away so
4: you can If that's your cry, would you lift your hand today? I give myself
3: Give myself
1: away. I give myself away. So you can use me. Would you
4: just take uh, just a moment and perhaps take the hand if you feel comfortable? Take the hand of someone standing beside of you. Perhaps there's someone that came in today. You've got a broken heart. Or, You've had things go on this week, and you just need God to give you rest, to give you peace. You need him to give you healing. Perhaps you're here today, and you've got a need in your life for healing. The Bible tells us that by his stripes we're healed. So as you hold that hand right now, would you just pray for your brother and your sister on either side of you? Would you just begin right now to intercede for them? I believe the Lord's going to do something in this house. His spirit is here in a powerful way. Lord, we ask you to heal and to touch and to bring provision. To touch every need that's represented in this house this morning. We recognize your Holy Spirit is here. We recognize, Lord, that we can do nothing without you. But, Lord, every need, every care, every concern laid at your feet today. And there is miracles to be seen. and Mighty hand of God to be felt. We honor you today and we bless you. We pray for our brothers. We pray for our sisters. We lift them up, God, and pray your peace and presence to guide and to keep them. We pray that you will provide for them, Lord, in every need of their lives. And, Lord, we pray especially right now for all of our lost loved ones, our sons, our daughters, our husbands, wives, our friends, our family. Lord, we lift them up and pray in the mighty name of Jesus. You'd reveal your love to them that you would touch them by your Holy Spirit send to them that beautiful Arrest their attention with the invitation of your Holy Spirit to know Jesus for themselves in your blessed name we ask it and we pray and we thank you this morning and we honor you in Jesus name amen would you give the Lord praise this morning amen before Pastor Brian comes to, to receive our offering this morning. I'd like to let you be seated, tell you about a couple things that, that, we're, that we have this morning. Is, boy, it, doesn't it feel good in here today? It feels good in here. And I'll say this as well. My goodness, second week in a row, you look unbelievable. I'm tempted to do that selfie for real. Look beautiful today. Thank you for scooting in and letting people find a seat when you see them coming down the aisles we appreciate you being here. We're so happy to have a guest with us from Oklahoma. This is brother and sister, we call them, because they belong to the family of God. And they're brother, brother and sister Laramore from Oklahoma. Would you all stand? We'd like to recognize you. This is Whitney Jones. It's mom and dad. They're up from Oklahoma, and we appreciate them being with us in service. God bless you. And in just a few moments, I'll be introducing another special guest that we have here in service with us today two of them that we love very much around here if you're new to our church you've probably seen their pictures and heard us talk about them but all the way up from mississippi is our former pastor and our pastor emeritus now who serves our church gallantly and prays for us every day i have no doubt that he's praying for me every single day but our our Pastor Emeritus, Walter D. Watkins, and his wife Myrtle are here with us in the building. Would you help me to welcome them as well on the front row? So, Father, in to me, if it wasn't for him hearing and following the word of the lord we wouldn't be where we are today and uh, we appreciate them being with us in service love it every time they're able to be with us and he's going to be greeting you in just a few moments also wanted to recognize sister sandy ratliff where are you sandy it's a sad day for us in one respect her and, and brother rick have been serving faithfully in our church for a long time and they have uh, given themselves to many different ministries more recently, been just so faithful to our, our uh, connection program and helping welcome our guests who come in every week. And you know, every time I, I needed anything, I'd just look over and I'd see Sandy, she was on it. Sandy, I want you to stand. Sandy is catching up with Rick who has already accepted a position in Florida and he's there and she'll be leaving us. Today is her last service to go and be with him in Florida. Until the Lord anoints her and brings her back. (laughs) But we appreciate her. We recognize her today. We love you, Sandy. We will miss you. I get the privilege of introducing you to two babies this morning. Oh goodness gracious, don't cry sweetie. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, on Palm Sunday I would like to introduce you to little Bailey Baker. Her very first Sunday here with mom and dad. I get that a lot, (laughs) she's yawning, we appreciate them allowing us to take her and present her to the church, go back to her mom and dad, Becca and Kevin, and proud grandma and grandpa over here, thank you, she's beautiful, and we had another one sneak in on us today, this was, I wrote the name down because she's brand new to the world. This is Daisy May, strunk. She's all decked out. Listen at you. Y'all need to just settle down. How about this, huh? Daisy May, her very first Sunday. You've officially been presented. Now there are a couple of dudes in the nursery. I want to warn you about. <laughs> Thank you. I want Brother Watkins to take a few moments to, to share his heart with you, and to greet you. So, Brother Watkins, I want you to feel your liberty to your people our Pastor Emeritus, ladies and gentlemen.
5: Good to see you. Good to be in church with you today. God's good, isn't he? Yes. Isn't he wonderful? Yes. Great and glorious Savior. Thankful to God for the church of the living God in general. I thank God for this church I thank God for this pastor and the way he's leading you and the way he's obeying God in the leadership here. God has been good to him and good to you through him. You're blessed to have him as your pastor. Amen. You. Praise God. God has led us and blessed us. We've gone through some trials and troubles, but we thank God for them. That only makes us strong. We're strong in the Lord today and in his might. God bless you, Brother Ray. I'm not going to take up any more time, but it's good to see you. It's good to be at home. It's good to be here. This is my home. God bless you.
6: As our ushers come forward this morning to receive the offering, the Lord uh, put a scripture on my heart. This isn't a typical scripture one would use when it's time for giving. It's in Matthew 6, verse 31 and 33. It says, Therefore, don't worry saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows. That you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So is a promise that Jesus was given his people years ago to come against a couple of things that was afflicting them at that time that continues to afflict his church and his people in our time. Worry and anxiety over finances. Just tear people up. It's not that they don't want to give. Everything in them, their heart wants to give. But worry and anxiety holds them back. They're worried about tomorrow. They don't know if they can pay their bills or they can meet their needs. But Jesus is trying to tell them, if you want to be free from that worry and that anxiety, you can't not afford to give. See, the the Bible is full of promises. There's thousands of promises in the Bible. And I heard a preacher say recently that over forty percent of the Bible is full of God's promises to His people, and for every promise in God's Word, He has never failed to deliver. In Numbers twenty-three nineteen, it says, "God is not a man that He should lie." And I believe here in this sanctuary, this place is full of people that would raise their hand right now and testify that God's been faithful. God's been faithful in their life. You know, why don't we do that right now? Why don't we give him honor in this house? For everybody that's had God fulfill a promise, why don't you raise your hand? Look at this. Lord, we honor you in this place. Lord, we know that you are faithful in your promises. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that you fulfill your promises and that you would love us so much. Lord, that you would give us your son, that he would die on the cross for us to restore us. Lord, we're going to go against anxiety. We're going to go against, Lord, worry. Lord, we're going to go against those things that the enemy would keep us from you. And we're going to give to you what's yours because we're going to put our faith in you. Lord, we trust you. We give our marriages to you. We give our finances to you. We give our children to you. And we give this church to you, Lord. Lord, do your will with us. And we pray, Lord, that it honors you, Lord, and that it brings people to you, that they may be restored and that they would feel your love. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Amazing grace shall all
4: him praise this morning.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Glory to God.
4: Praise the Lord. Would you stand to your feet all over the house? He looked beyond my faults. How many of you had faults? How many of you had just plain old sin in your life? He looked beyond my faults and he saw my need. I shall fo- never forget what he's done. Amen. Amen, praise God Boy, I tell you I can't hardly wait for this weekend That's just a little little bit A little preview Of what you'll be seeing this weekend Friday night, 7 o'clock Saturday night, 7 o'clock Then again at 11 o'clock on Sunday You'll be seeing the presentation He looked beyond my faults And saw my need And then at 9 o'clock I want to make sure you know That there's a little bit of a difference At 9 o'clock We'll be having a resurrection Easter service Right here There'll be the choir will be singing, but we'll be preaching, and we'll have a full-blown Easter resurrection service at 9 o'clock, and then at 11, we're going to bring to you the third presentation of He Looked Beyond My Faults. So you'll want to be here this weekend. Please, I hope you've taken all the cards and you've passed out to all your family and friends. If If we have any, if you just show up, we won't have any room for anybody else, but... We're looking for it to be a great weekend of souls. How many of you know Jesus wants us to love the things he loves? He wants us to love the lost. And here at this church, that's what we're all about. They told me this morning, 24 people came to Jesus at the jail yesterday. 24 people. The Holy Spirit moved in a wonderful way. Esperanza's been in revival, our Hispanic ministry. They had a wonderful evangelist. I was able to be with them in service last night. Boy, this guy is a preacher, and I've already invited him. Next year when they come back and do their revival, he's staying over for Sunday. You've got to hear this guy. A wonderful preacher of the gospel. But how many folks were saved? Fifty people were saved over the weekend in this revival. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, give the glory praise. That makes about 74 people over the weekend, and they've got another service tonight, and we've got this morning. And I don't know where you are in your relationship with Jesus. I don't know how you got here this morning, but I'm believing with all my heart that you are going to find a transformation and change in your own life this morning. Amen? Christians, I want you to pray over the next 30 minutes as we share the Word of God together. As we've come in this place for one purpose, and that is to give God praise and to seek those out that need to know Him. Amen? Amen. 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 As you're standing, I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 22. am going to read starting with verse 12. As you know, the Revelation was written by John. The Bible calls him, we talk about him being John the Revelator because he was in the Isle of Patmos and there... He was left until he died, and he was left to the, just the woes, and they, they put him away and didn't want anything to do with him, and while he was there, locked away on that island. How many of you know God always knows where you are? God always knows, Elaine, where you are. He found John on the Isle of Patmos, and he said, boy, I want to talk to you. Get your pen. He got his parchment paper, and he began to write things. Some of things that are yet to be revealed and yet to be shown and yet to happen. But listen to what he wrote in the very last lines of the Word of God as we know it. And behold, I am coming quickly. Hmm. Could I just stop right there and get an amen in this crowd? <laughs> and behold. And behold, look, watch, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into that city. How many of you cannot wait for that? You read the Bible knowing it's going to happen, don't you? you don't just read it because it's words you read it because you ever put yourself in the picture I put myself in the picture right there at the great white throne I put myself right there in front of the Lord crying out holy 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 sometimes I look like a cherubim in my mind I'm just kidding but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral Murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you that these things, to testify you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And then listen to verse 17. This is our text for this morning. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears, say come. And let him who thirsts, say come. Whoever desires, praise God, let him take the water of life freely. Can you say amen? Father, we ask your blessings on the word of God. Speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, anoint this vessel to get out of the way and to let your message and word be clear. As we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, everyone together said amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. The lavish set you see in front of you is halfway done. There's still a lot more that's yet to go into this scene. A lot of lights and a lot of palm trees and all kinds of different things. This is like the skeleton of what will happen this next week and how appropriate for Palm Sunday. Because they didn't have an idea when Jesus came riding through the triumphal entry. They had no idea what kind of what kind of story was fixing to un, un be unveiled and to develop in front of their eyes. They had no idea when they were crying Hosanna to this king riding on a donkey as he came into town. They had no idea the story that was going to unfold. Many of them still were scratching their head and wondering why he hadn't taken the throne in on, on his father David and they were looking for all kinds of other ways that God was going to send the Messiah but he came riding on a donkey speaking peace bringing peace and bidding to all of those folks who were hungry and thirsty come that was unusual because you know and we spoke last week about how kings and governors and provinces and different leaders they, they never had a relationship with the people where people felt comfortable to come into their presence. But here was this king who was bidding people to come to him. And that's the message that's all over this set. As I look at the, the empty tomb and where the cross will be laid here in front. And the well and, and the different places all around that will be set up. And Pilate's Hall will be here. And the Garden of Gethsemane will be here when we look at the well of Samaria, all of those situations and all of those scenes in this coming weekend's presentations all scream one big simple word to the world. Come. Come. I'm so glad that I heard the invitation of the master when he cried, come, to me. I'm so glad that he took my life broken, dry, thirsty and it gave me waters living waters that have transformed and changed my life from that very moment the cry of christianity the resurrection of jesus out of that tomb all cries the word come the old jewish law said do the old jewish law said you've got to do this and you got to do that you got to be this and you got to go there you had to take heed to your steps, and everything had to be outlined just perfect. And you had to walk in the commandments. And if you break them, you die. If you live them out, you live. But oh, how many of you know the gospel is completely different? The gospel's completely different. Jesus is no harsh taskmaster, He's a shepherd. And He comes not standing over us with a ruler a ruler that measures just how far away we are from the truth, how far we are from God. You know, The law represented a measure of how far away we were. The law said that you can't live it, you can't do it, you can't measure up, you'll never be good enough, you can never do this. And why? we know that's true. The message was, there's some things you've got to do. It's hard for us. It was hard for them in the, in the New Testament to, to switch over to a new philosophy of grace. It was hard for them to understand it. How many times did Paul have to go back and correct the church because they would slip back into their old Mosaic law ways? Many times he had to remind them, Jesus offers grace and mercy free to all who come to him. Whoever calls on the Lord shall be saved. They didn't understand these principles and it was hard for them. And guess what? I, I find it's a, still a little hard for us today. We still feel like we got to be good enough and we got to come from the right family and we got to have enough money. we got to have enough position. And if we're going to make it, we've got to fill out all of the requirements. But I'm here to tell you and to remind you, the good news is Christ says come. Jesus says come. All you who are thirsty. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I, he says, I'll give you rest. This is the message of Christ. This is the message of the resurrection. The law was a measure, and if it was a measure, then I'd say the gospel is a bridge. It brings us from the place of separation to a place where we can come boldly before the throne. Oh, do you get that this morning? I want to shout across this stage. I love, I love the love of God. I love the way he's reached out into my life and brought new life to me. I love the way he has empowered me and saved me, sanctified me, and given me his Holy Spirit. I love the way the Lord loves me. That's the way he loves you. The Lord is coming again. Revelation is all about his second coming. And it's all about another invitation. It's about his second coming to the world and the world's invitation to come to him. Come, if you're thirsty. The Lord is coming again to this world. How many of you know that? Say amen. Amen. He's coming soon. The signs of the times are everywhere. Watch the news. I look at little Israel sometimes when I need a little encouragement in my path and I need to feel Sister Watkins like everything's going to be all right. Sometimes I'll just look at a little map of Israel and I'll look at all of its big, large enemies all around it, surrounding it. And I hear the words of the prophet who said, Lord, open up my servant's eyes and let him know there's more that stand for us than are against us. Oh, Israel stands there with their missiles. They stand there with their armies and they have no fear because the God of glory, the God of heaven, defends them at every turn. This is awesome news for us. It encourages me when I look on the little map and I see that Israel's no bigger than the state of New Jersey. And yet it's enemies all around it, poised and ready to attack. And God says no. And can I tell you something this morning? God's saying no over the enemy's plan and attack over you. He's saying no. No. You'll not go past this line right here. Oh, oh, hallelujah. You'll not go past this line, devil. God looks down, he looks into your life, and he sees a bloodline right there, and he says, you'll not cross the blood. Hallelujah. This is the Lord who cries, come. Come. This is the Jesus, the Messiah, who says, Come. I love what he says in that verse too, that verse that we just read there, verse 17, he says, Come freely. Freely. You mean I don't have to perform? I don't have to pay. I don't have to do anything. Because Lord. I don't have the answers. I can't fix myself. I have no idea how to get myself out of the mess I've gotten myself. Lord, you say I can just come freely? Wasn't it the prophet who said, Oh, come, come and buy wine and milk without price. Come, receive of the Lord that which he gives so freely. You'll have to excuse me that I get pretty excited around here. Somebody says, boy, you get wound up. You better believe I do. I get wound up. All throughout the Word, Jesus said, come and see. Come and drink. Come and rest. Come. The echo, the sweet music of the Old and the New Testament, come. Come hither. Can you hardly wait until you hear the trumpet sound? He's going to come back to the earth, stand out on a cloud, and say, come on up. That's going to be the Lord, Sister Barnett. He's going to cry out for his people. And I, all I know is this, every morning when I get up, every time I get, go put my head on the pillow, I say, oh, Lord, if you come before I wake, let me surely hear that trumpet sound. And those words, come up hither. I want to hear him cry out to the earth and to the world. I'm ready for it. That word, Jesus Spoke the word come to Peter and Peter came. The words came to the disciples who dropped their fishing nets. Jesus said come. It was the little children when they were mess- playing around. And the, all the smart aleck folks said these kids, somebody get your kids and keep them away. And Jesus said suffer the little children to come unto me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. The word come. When it's obeyed, the Bible says, brings rejoicing in the heavens. For even one lost sheep that is found. And come is the last scriptures. Last scripture listed in this precious word. Come. Come. It says it over and over again. Did you read that? It says, and the spirit and bride say, come. And let him who hears, come. And let him who thirsts come, whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. Oh, let me hear you. Let me tell you about something this morning. Let me give you some really, really good news. The Bible tells us that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. If you'll hear his invitation this morning, and if you'll come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. You may have been told by family and friends that you were an accident. You never were meant to happen. You may have been told over and over and again in your life that you weren't very valuable. You didn't matter much. You may have felt, even from the church, like you couldn't match up and you couldn't live up to the expectations. But let me tell you something. The message comes clear from this pulpit this morning. Jesus Christ says to you, come, come, come if you're thirsty. Come if you're barren and dry. Come if you're all used up and you don't don't know what to do, if you don't have another step in you, just look up for your redemption draws nigh. Amen. It's extended to everyone. For the grace of God, Titus 2 and 11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Doesn't matter what your race or your color is. Doesn't matter how rich or how poor you are. Doesn't matter about your mental aptitude. Doesn't even matter how morally corrupt you've been. There's no difference with God. When he looks down at us, Tim, he sees us through the crimson red blood of his son. And we all look the same. Hallelujah. I didn't understand hardly a word that was being said last night at the revival. Didn't understand a word. I heard adios, hallelujah, and I knew those words. Amen. I know that word. I didn't understand a whole lot, but I sat there with tears streaming down my eyes because as I was listening to them pray and shout and clap their hands and dance, you know what? I found he's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and he's God over all. And I felt his presence, and it was a beautiful thing. It's one way for all. It's Jesus. Jesus, you hear me say it a lot, but listen, it's important that we understand because you're living in a day and a time where deception is running rampant. You're living in a day where deception is the rule of the day. Everybody, the enemy wants to bring confusion to your mind. I still want to tell you, while they may say it, and they may say it loudly, let me clearly proclaim it from this pulpit unashamedly. There is one way to the glorious heavenly gate, and that is through Jesus Christ. One way. When Thomas asked the Lord, how do we know the way, he said, Let me tell you something, Thomas, you old doubter. Let me tell you something. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 10 and 1 says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door. Who's the door? Y'all are pretty smart. Anyone who enters the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, be careful when they tell you, there are many roads to God. There are many roads to God. You can serve one God and I can serve another. Just think good thoughts. I tell you, that's a devil's lie. All of this wasn't put in place so that we could come up some other way. You can't go up and pick the locks of the gates of heaven There's only one door. His name is Jesus. He's the sheep gate. He's the absolute one and only God. And he is the one who paid the price. He's the purchaser and he's the price. He's all of it wrapped up in one. There ain't no step ladder to get in those windows that open up for a blessing. There ain't no step ladder high enough to get in there. Is only one way, and he stands with arms outstretched saying, I love you so much. I love you this much. Just come to me. I'll let you in. I'll escort you in. As a matter of fact, Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He escorts us right in. The Lord isn't making it difficult or hard. He wants us to know it's easy. He says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He loves all people. And he welcomes all people to come. We can't climb the ladder of works. He simply wants us to jump on the wings of grace. He wants us to know his love. You know when, when he said, Thomas, I'm the way, the truth, and the life he said, I'm the way. He said, I I, I know that's tough. There was a reason why he gave us three. Why he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I've thought about that. Why didn't he just say, I'm the life. I'm the way. Why didn't he just say that? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. He said, I know it's tough. I, I know they'll try to convince you that that there are a lot of different ways you can be in. You can be in on good works, and you can be in on all, all kinds of other philosophies and other truths in the world. You can go in a, a thousand different ways. As long as you you searching and seeking, you're gonna, you're gonna get in. The Bible says, narrow is the path that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Said, I'm the truth. If I thought for a second that Buddha would save you, I'd preach the gospel of Buddha. If I thought for a second that the Muslim truth was good, I'd preach you the gospel of the Muslim faith. If I thought that Baal could do it, if I thought that philosophies of this world could do it, if I thought the New Age movement could do it, I'd preach that because I'd want you to get in. Jesus is the way. Can you say amen? Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. But the good news is, Jesus says, come. He doesn't exclude anybody. He doesn't leave anybody out you've not been bad enough you're not lost enough he says to you come come and let him who hears come let him who is thirsty come the invitation was given to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus thought he had to climb in order to get to Jesus he had to climb He had to do something to get to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, Jackie, you come down from there. You don't have to climb up, little short man. You don't have to climb up there to find me. I, I'm coming to your house today. Salvation is coming to your house today. Woo, salvation has come to the house today. Salvation has come to the house today. The blind man heard him say, come, and he went away seeing. The lame man at the pool of Bethesda heard him say, come, and he walked out leaping, carrying his bed with him. The woman caught in adultery heard him say, come, and she walked out restored. Lazarus heard him say, come forth, and he walked out alive. I heard him. I heard him, Brother Thompson, I heard him call my name, he said, Ray, come, I said, me, Ray, come, Bob, come, Cameron, come, I remember I stood up in the top rafters of Hare Arena at the camp meeting. And I remember I took the first step, and as soon as I did, I broke. I started bawling. And I got closer and closer, and the more I got down to the front, there was a white-haired man named Ron Medley standing in front of me. I didn't know him from Adam. And Lane Sargent, another pastor, a guy I didn't even know. And I walked up to those two men, and they looked at me, and Brother Sargent said, My Lord, son, the Holy Ghost is all over you. I looked at him and I said, I know. I was gloriously saved. Saved right there in that moment. Turned me upside down. Had no idea I'd be attending their church in a few months, and Brother Sargent would be my pastor, and Ron Medley would be singing me happy every Sunday. Had no idea what God was doing. Had no idea when I walked in that church, Brother Watkins, that you'd come along and you'd rescue us and take us into a whole new generation and then one day you'd walk back to my office and you'd say have you heard from the Lord yet? I'll never forget when he walked back to my office he said have you heard from the Lord yet? I said I think we need to talk he had this look of like well it's about time here we are God's got a purpose and a plan for you And it starts right where you are. Right where you are. Every decision, every step that God's placing in front of you, it's all about you coming to Him. Just as you are. You know that old song, don't you? Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. Stand with me this morning. I come. I come, Lord, I come. Jesus is
1: the answer.
4: Sing it, Gary. For the world today. Sing it out if you know it. Above Above
2: him him,
1: there's no other. Jesus Jesus is is the way. Jesus is the the answer. For the world today, above him there's no
2: other.
7: Jesus
2: is the way.
4: You might say, Well, you know what? That sounds wonderful, preacher. What's the catch? What's the catch? Come on, how much does it cost? Come on, own up. price has already been paid. It's free of charge. Where else can you get something this beautiful for free? Where else can you understand such a free exchange? Your pain, your sorrow, your shame, your guilt, your sin. For eternal life and salvation. Jesus says, Okay, come. Come. Do you know how powerful that word is? With every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. To him that cometh unto me, Jesus said, I will in no wise cast out. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus." Jesus says come salvation is not for sale this morning it's a gift of god wherever you stand in this place packed from one side to the other hardly any room for you to move around i'm going to ask you something today i'm going to ask you if you'll do something with me if you'll just come i'm going to be brave and bold and daring I'm going to ask you to make a decision that will change your life forever. And I'm going to ask you to do what his word says. I'm going to ask you to come. On the left side over here and on the right side over here, there's going to be some folks standing here from our crosswalk ministry. I'm going to invite them down to be here. I want them to come. But I want you, if you need Jesus in your life, first of all, we're going to pray a prayer. And I want to know who you are. So right where you're standing, if you will, I want you, you say, Pastor, I need to come. I need to pray. I need Jesus in my life. I came here on purpose this morning, and I need to be redeemed and saved by this Savior who gives it away for free. Who gives it to me for free because he has already paid the price. If you're here today and you need saved, I want your hand to go up as quickly as you can. God bless you. God bless you, son. God bless you, sir. Anybody else? God bless you, sir. Amen. God bless you. Nate, it's good to see you today. Awesome. Praise God. That's an answer to prayer right there. It's good to see you. God bless you. Anybody else? Several hands have went up. There you are. God bless you, young man. Anyone else? I need Jesus this morning, Pastor. I don't want to miss this opportunity. Holy Spirit is the one doing the drawing. If you feel that in your heart, I'm telling you, he's the one doing the knocking. Hallelujah. Christians are praying in the house, interceding. Come on, let's get a hold of God. There might just be one more. I just feel like I'm waiting. You need Jesus this morning. Don't you leave here without him. You can't make it any other way. You can't go out there and go back to your life. Go back to the same old things and make it. I'm telling you, you've got to make a decision. You've got to make a choice. Right here, right now. Are you here? I need it. Okay, pastor, I'm going to pray with you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Waiting, waiting. Waiting. God bless you, son. Amen. Praise God. Now I want you to do something with me. If you lifted your hand, I want you to be brave enough, bold enough to just step out where you are. And I want you to come down to this altar. I want people to meet you here. Come on, folks. Let's, let's give them some help and encouragement. You lifted your hand. I want you to come down. Amen. Brother Bob, I want you to take care of my friend over here. These, there's another gentleman here, Brian, if you'll help him. I don't want nobody to be left alone. If you lifted your hand, and several did, I want you to make your way into the altar right now. Come on. Come on, folks. Let's help me. and Let's encourage them. Hallelujah. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other.
1: But Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's
2: no other. While several have come down into this altar,
4: I want us to pray. There's several folks that, that didn't come forward, and you know what? That's all right. I know where you are. I see you. Now, I don't know. You may, be, you may feel a little awkward coming forward into the front, in front of all these people. And if you do, I want to make it easy for you. I want to help you because we're not going to let you walk out of here. Amen? We're not going to let you walk out of here. So if you lifted your hand or you didn't, or you came down to this altar, you're bold, you're brave, you're courageous to do that, and you're okay with that, then I want us to pray right now all over this congregation. Church, help me. Let's lead these people. If you'll pray this prayer now, and you mean it with all of your heart I mean it's got to be a prayer from your heart not from your lips only if you don't mean it from your heart that you're wasting your time but if you mean this from your heart I'm telling you this word will come alive inside you in just a few moments and you'll be transformed forever are you ready? how many are ready? say amen church pray with me dear Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins I accept you as my savior I declare you are the Son of God. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead for me. And I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for being the Lord of my life. Now help me every day to live for you until you come for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Help me celebrate with these folks.
7: Amen. Amen. Can we rejoice this morning? The Bible says when one sinner gets saved, all of heaven is rejoicing. Can we join with heaven right now? Can we keep doing that? Thanking God for what he's done. I remember that day. I don't know if you do, but I remember that day when the Lord touched me and saved me, and we rejoice in that today. We want to thank you for being here today. What an incredible day it's been at Stratford Heights Church of God this morning. Tonight, we want to make sure that you know the evangelist, Rick Lercy, will be with us. You don't want to miss out on that. Go today. Enjoy your time with your families. Continue to pray for the church and our leaders and our pastors and our country. In Jesus' name, can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus. We we ask that you would bless our families. Keep us safe as we go from here. Thank you for what you've done. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. God bless you this morning.